Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Charcoal Grill Steaks, over 100 years of great celebrations, family time, and lasting great memories. The Terrace family with their touch for our community recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in Collierville at the railroad tracks at Poplar and Houston Levee. They're so glad to be back and open this weekend like normal after last week's inconvenience from all the bad weather. Go online at jimsplacegrill.com, but don't forget the E in grill. When you do that, every steak grill perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place and taste and see and feel the difference. Lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 11 a to 2 p.m. Dinner hours, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Make it a part of your weekend this weekend. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark values and dedication to their diners with hard work. The Terrace family, they've created a memorable dining experience. The lunch menu, the staples like the souffle ma, the shrimp cocktail, crab cakes, and all those homemade salad dressings. And at dinner time, seafood, soups, calamari, and the steaks that made Jim's famous ribeyes, strips, and fillets. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Grizzlies tonight and on Sunday in the bar area, the Tigers on Sunday afternoon, and all the NFL action. Fantastic bar area. All at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Jason Munns, he joins us now. And, Jason, it has been tough sledding since a week ago last night after a 20-point home lead. Give that up, lose that game, lose on Sunday at Tulane. And now a real crossroads, a a, a fork-in-the-road game Sunday at Bartow Arena in Birmingham. Yeah, it is. Uh, it very much so is. Um, back-to-back losses. The uh, resume is starting to look. Uh, it's starting to lose some of its luster. Um, you know, the more the more Arkansas loses, obviously, the more Michigan and Missouri lose. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it. It, it would. It, the Tigers could use a little help uh, because Virginia Commons helping. Yeah. That's true. No, that's true. Um, and Texas A&M is still kind of kind of helping mm-hmm. a little bit, I guess, and Clemson. But um, uh, but they they could use a little help from their uh, from their old friends because their new friends uh, and the rest of the American Conference are not going to do it. Uh, you got SMU losing at North Texas last night. Now North Texas, um, I mean that's still you know that's a game is still a month away, but. Uh, they're surprising a few people here here uh, as of late. But first, yeah, no, first it's uh, it's it's UAB. They gotta they gotta figure mm-hmm. out that uh, that uh, that that those multiple uh, zone looks that uh, Andy Kennedy's going to throw at them on on Sunday, and uh, somehow they gotta they gotta figure out a way to stop somebody on defense. And and Jason, a real opportunity. Brian and I were talking earlier about it. Just a scratch out a one-point win, then I won't say easy, but a softer patch in the schedule with a lot of home games and very manageable road games could really turn this last week doom and gloom, and frankly, a lot of the doom and gloom led by me, Jason, could really turn it around. It could. It could. you got Rice coming in here uh, next Wednesday, which they're one of the worst teams in the conference, and so – you know, you feel good about that one, and then Wichita State's lost like eight or nine games in a row. 
Uh, Memphis has already beaten them on the road, uh, obviously putting up 112 points on them a couple of weeks ago. But you know, yeah, you got to get past. Uh, you got to get. You got to get back in the win column, honestly, um, against UAB. And it's like the, the the tough thing about UAB is, yeah, they're like I think they're 12 and seven now, um, four and two in conference. Uh, so like not, you know, on paper or just at least at first glance, it doesn't seem, you know, it seems like it's going to be a, a decent, a decent opponent, a decent matchup. But then you look at their net, they're like 150 in the net or something like that. And it's like, oh man, um, that's, 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 it's like you, you, that's another one you have to kind of win. Um, yeah. especially coming off the home loss to South Florida and the road, the road loss to Tulane. You know that one you can you can live with it, the 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 road loss at Tulane you can live with because yeah I think they're right around one ten in the net or something like that and it's like you know again you you can live with the road loss to Tulane but that that home that home loss to South Florida is the one that's really going to sting for for possibly a little while. The biggest issue for the Tigers on Sunday, I guess one of the biggest issues on Sunday in that game against Tulane was availability. I mean, they just had a lot of guys that couldn't go late in the game. Uh, you reported uh, uh, Pierre could not make the trip because he was dealing with an illness. Um, then you get to the game, and, and Jaquan Walton leaves the game with an injury. Um, you had uh, a couple other guys dealing with uh, illnesses and couldn't go as long as you would have liked them to go. I think Tomlin got poked in the eye at some point, couldn't really go late in that game. Uh, where do the Tigers stand right now going into Sunday's game uh, from the standpoint of, of health and, and availability. Yeah, don't forget about Nicholas Jordan, who was uh, Jordan, apparently yeah, right. uh, had some food poisoning, and he was not even close to himself. He played, Damn. I think he played around 18 minutes, which two points. He's, he's mm-hmm. been playing a lot more than that, but he had two points, two rebounds. Um, yeah, he just he was just not himself. Like I, in, when, when they got to the arena on Sunday, you know, people were telling me that he had been throwing up and stuff, and it was like, you know, he probably shouldn't be playing, but he is going yeah. to play because Jonathan Pierre didn't make the trip, and so, uh, no, but but after talking to some people earlier this week, it became clear to me that, um, that everybody's going to be okay, uh, that Pierre's back uh, on the practice floor, that um, Jordan has gotten over his situation, um, that Walton is going to be just fine, and and Naquan as well, and that was all confirmed yesterday when we talked to Penny. He said everybody's everybody's healthy, uh, everybody's good to go. But no, like all those issues that those guys, those four guys, were dealing with were were very real, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you certainly, you know, nobody ever likes to uh, you know say, well, if everybody had been healthy. You know, it's the old excuse uh, thing. Nobody likes to go right. there, but um, but facts are facts, and they had, they were they were down guys, and so uh, there was a very good reason that they had to reach further into their bench than they would have liked to. Jason, a lot of quotes coming from Coach Hardaway this week. Uh, we'll start back earlier in the week when he said that he gave this team three months off. I don't know if I've ever heard a coach ever say that. Uh, D- Dave said he thought it was was rhetoric more than anything else. Maybe not, you know, just you know, center the bullseye on the on the money there. But 
Heck, if he gave them three days off, other than if around Christmas, I don't know if I've ever heard a, a coach admit that. What did you think of those comments? I, I'm, I'm kind of with Dave. Uh, I, I don't think he meant it literally. I think what he meant was just throw away line. Well, no, not not necessarily that, but more like I think he just what he was trying to say was he has not been as much of a stickler for like practices as he normally is, and I think part of that is because he's got such a veteran team. You know, the whole the whole load management argument that comes up every year in the in the pros. Um, you know, you, you 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 see it every year in the NBA. Guys are given nights off here and there to to keep them fresh. You know, for the for the for the the bigger prize later later on down the line. And you know, I think that is probably more what Penny was trying to say. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of guys with a lot of miles on their on their tires. And so, if a guy came to him and said, "Hey, I'm not feeling it today." He didn't really. He didn't really ask too many questions. He just said, "Okay, fine. You know, take take it easy today." And I think what he was trying to say when he said that was, "That's how, that that's over with now." Um, yeah. Like you 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 got to be hurt. Uh, you you got to be dealing with something pretty serious if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna take a day off. And so I think that's probably more what he was trying to say. It just kind of came out uh, came out a little bit. Uh, mangled yeah uh jason i think for me uh, in earlier this week when when y'all had media availability the one that stuck out to me was david jones speaking and i'm pr- paraphrasing of course but said <laughs> something along the lines of uh you know penny draws something up for us he gives us a game plan there's a set game plan and we just kind of go out there and, and and get off the game plan kind of do our own thing what did you make of that comment from david jones and, and what do you kind of you know, put that with is that just kind of guys being selfish out there, or, or guys just kind of getting away from it, not being able to go out there and execute? I mean, what goes into that? I think it's partially selfishness. I think it's partially mm-hmm. hard headedness. Um, yeah. I think it's partially, you know, I mean, you you also hear this a lot from the players and have for many for for you know ever since Penny's been here that he gives them a lot of freedom, right? He yeah. gives them a lot of freedom to uh, to to you know, sort of do what they want to do on offense. And I think that you might, you know, all that mixed together is, is probably what, um, is probably what, you know, is going on, uh, when, especially when you hear David Jones say stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I don't know that they are sitting in the huddle or looking over to the sideline and Penny's calling a play, or he's giving directions, or whatever, and they they go, "Oh no, forget that!" Like, <laughs> no, no, no. like we're, we're not, we're not, that's that's not going to happen. I, th- I think they probably, you know, they 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 see what he calls, or hear what he call, you know, hear what he uh, wants to go with, and then they might survey the field. They they get out there and they see what the defense is presenting them, and they they go with something else, and it doesn't work or they go with yeah. something that they think would work and and obviously it doesn't so uh, it, that's not the first time that you've heard uh, that may be the first time you've heard a player say that mm-hmm. but you've heard penny say it plenty of times uh yeah. in in the last few seasons where he says you know we give them the answers to the test and we we prepare them we over prepare them and then they get out there and they just start doing whatever they want to do um so 
yeah, I, 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 that's that's kind of my read uh, on that situation. But it is there have been a lot of uh, I mean, like we could we could probably do a whole show uh, on the number <laughs> of uh, uh, eyebrow raising yeah, uh, sound quotes. bites that we heard yeah. this, this week. week. Yep, <laughs> and, crazy. And, and one yesterday that you were there and you chronicled and tweeted and and, and wrote about. Jason, I, I'm fine on locked in on Sunday. It's a real crossroads game, fork in the road game, must win game, season defining game. Can't imagine three straight losses. So I would, I, I would have been managing expectations if I would consult him on uh, a meeting with the media and the media putting the word out, kind of for his program of you know it's all about Sunday. And he does all that, and then he throws in, and we can still go to the final four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, it, yeah, he, I think he also said something like, "We still, we still have the ability to be a top five defense." Um, mm. And and it's like, I, 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 that part I don't have much of an issue with because I do think the talent is there. I think I've said yeah. this before. Uh, I've said this before. I think I think their defensive issues have more to do with commitment and buy-in and um, mindset than. Than actual being able to do it. Like I think, I think they've got everything they need to be a very, very good defensive team so far, except for what's in their head and what's in their chest. And mm-hmm. they, they, if they can get those two things, you know, fine tuned, then I think they they will be a very good defense. But. Yeah, to say, um, I mean, you know, like I, you know how Penny is. Like that's just, you know, he's he's going to, he's he's never going to shy away from bold proclamations, and uh, even even in the face of, you know, kind of some significant evidence to the contrary. Now, I'm not one of those ones. Honestly, I'm not one of those ones who's like bought into the fact that two bad games. It was like a. It was two bad games. Not even really two bad games. I mean, again, uh, Tulane should have beaten FAU on its own home floor, and you know FAU's top thirty in the net, right? And they're top twenty-five in the poll. They've they, they're they're six and one or five and one in conference play, and um, I, I understand they've got uh, some bad losses, but um, this Tulane team isn't that bad of a team. But when you have a couple of tough losses in a 72-hour span, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not forgetting about everything else that they've done really, really well this season. Um, so I, I, I it, you, you might not want Penny to say those sorts of things right now, but at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm not like. Selling the Tigers, I, I think I think they're still a very very good team with a with a chance to make some noise in March. Are you buying? Uh, no, not right now. I need I need them to turn. <laughs> I need them so to you're turn it around first. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Your passbook savings account right now. <laughs> I am definitely I am definitely holding. Like like they need to turn it around. Yes. I need to see I need to see some evidence that they uh, that this that this trend. Uh, the, the direction they're moving right now is not going to be the direction they continue to move. Uh, and, and I, that's, I what, to... that's what I want to see, Jason. I, I would want to see 
take care of business Sunday, get on that good roll that we talked about, the softer portion of the schedule, mm-hmm. more manageable portion of the schedule. Let's get to Saturday at Dickey's Arena in the Final Four of the AAC before I start talking Phoenix. Right, right. Yeah, but again, you know, Penny is, is uh, he's never shied away from, he's never been one to bite his tongue uh, when it comes to uh, saying what he feels. And I have no doubt whatsoever yeah. that that is how he feels. I mean, and who are we to say that based on what he has seen and what he has heard in practice this week um, doesn't make him believe that mm-hmm. that they have what it takes? But yeah, you know, from a from a from an optics standpoint, you, you, you certainly it's, it's a tough it's it's a tough one to sort of stomach when uh, you you know you've lost you blew a twenty point lead at home to South Florida and then and then uh, and then you had a seven point lead in the second half. Um, yeah. against Tulane, a Tulane team that just lost UTSA. But I could argue uh, UCSA is a far better team than their numbers uh, and their metrics suggest. They got uh, that, that Jordan Ivy Curry, who's averaging 20 points a game for them, about 10 games ago. Um, they were very bad before they got him, but he's, he's come in and he scored 38 against FAU, 28 against Memphis, and hit the game-winning three-pointer against Tulane. So um, just because just because Tulane lost to UCSA does not make Tulane a bad team. Yeah, talking to Jason Munz, the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He's presented every week by Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Well, Jason Jordan Brown is uh, officially back with the team. He was with the team down in New Orleans against Tulane. He looks slimmer. I think Dave said um, that he's dropped uh, seven pounds. That he told Dave that uh, he had lost seven pounds um, since he left the Tigers team. I know uh, a lot of people expected him to get a couple of minutes at least uh, in that game against. Tulane. Lane, but he, he didn't get a single minute. What do you expect to see? Do we see him um, any, uh, if at all, uh, this weekend against UAB? And, and how are the players reacting to, to him being back with the team? Yeah, I'm just glad that that one, that that saga has sort of come to an end. Hopefully yeah, it's really. coming to an end. Uh, Hopefully. Like, yeah, good word there. Yeah, I mean, like, I, uh, these last few Hope weeks... Hope he relapse. Been, <laughs> <laughs> these last few weeks have been... Uh, have been crazy, uh, you know, sort of keeping keeping the old uh, nose to the, the ear to the ground on that one. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, no, he did not play against Tulane. I think I think the expectation was that he would. Um, I was actually sitting there with Dave when he asked Jordan about how, how much how much uh, weight he's lost, and yeah, he, he said it. He said it's about seven or eight pounds, and um, and you know, it, it, honestly, it looks like a little bit more than that. Um, sure does. It, you know, but uh, but that's what he said, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, he he was certainly not in the best shape. <coughs> excuse me when he was um, when he was here before uh, to start the season. But um, I do I would I would expect him to play uh, against UAB, especially because UAB has such strong front court. Um, mm-hmm. They've got Yaxel Lindeborg, who is I think first or second in the conference in not only rebounding but also block shots um and then they've got another big guy named Javion davis or Javion davis uh who who's averaging about six or seven rebounds himself so they've got a really really strong front court malcolm dangers is doing great work but i don't know that you know he, he it's going to be a physical you know it's going to be a game for him uh down low and yet you know he could play 30 minutes he could put, he could put up a career high in minutes blocks 
against Tulane because the tallest player that Tulane plays is six seven. But right. uh, you know this this may be a time you know this may be the perfect example of why you bring somebody like Jordan Brown back. Um, but to answer your question uh, about you know how the players are feeling about it, we kind of got a sense of this from David Jones when he was asked about it yesterday. Um, he, he he smiled and said that it's a little weird having Jordan Brown <laughs> back, and I think what he meant by that is. You know, honestly, Jordan Brown sort of walked out on the team um, after that Ole Miss loss back in early December, and so it's it. I think the players largely do feel a certain way about him being brought back into the fold, but I do think they also understand. And David said this: there are a lot of experienced guys on this team, and they're old enough to understand, old enough and wise enough to understand that. If they are, if they do want to go as far as they can go in March slash April, uh, you might need someone. You might need as as many weapons and as many reinforcements as you could possibly get. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and so I think they've kind of come to that. You know, uh, they, they they've accepted that. And I want to win. Welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, listen, he, he's a great insurance policy. You know, yeah, Malcolm sure. Dandridge is, is playing more than he's ever played, uh, and we all know that he, he has a history of injuries. Um, and, and, you know, nobody's saying that he's going to get injured, but, like, in the unlikely, in, in the unfortunate event that he does, and you don't have another true big man, I mean, yeah, you got Naquan Tomlin and Nick Jordan, but they're not true big men. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Brown is. So, and and you know, I don't I don't know that anybody is saying you know he. Let's face it, Jordan Brown struggled when he was here those first seven games. I don't know that anybody sure. is expecting him to come in and be. Uh, I think the expect I think the ceiling, uh, you know, the expectations should be lowered for what you're going to get from Jordan Brown. Um, yeah. But if he's if if he can be there in case something goes wrong or in case foul trouble becomes an issue or just to give Malcolm some extra time off the floor so that he can be fresher later in the season, then, then, then bring him on. That's, I think that's what the players have, uh, have, have finally um, accepted. Yeah, I think it's definitely good to have him uh, on the bench for sure. Well, hopefully the Tigers can turn it around this week in a big one Sunday afternoon in Birmingham against UAB. But as always, Jason, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll do it again next Friday. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jason. Jason Mons with us from the Commercial Appeal every Friday, presented by Jim's Place in Collierville, and we do want Jason to be safe going down. I know a lot of Tiger fans going down. I don't blame you. It was always a fun rival in the past. Do we play for anything in basketball? Can we hmm. even a little short rack of ribs or anything? Ah, we got to get something going, right? You wouldn't put them both up for it. No, because you, no. ba- you play basketball two or three times in a year. you got to have something, though. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we get like a little, like, trophy like a Bartow trophy or something like that so the Bartow cup in 2014 when Ole Miss and State yeah. and that first college football uh playoff poll was released mm, yeah. you know, the State was number one yeah number one for five weeks that fall <laughs> our, our great friend Kerry Dickey here Mississippi State <laughs> big fan he, he knows it Kerry we can open your mic up if you need it <laughs> and, and, and and that year 
I threw this out. Whoever won the Egg Bowl mm-hmm. at traditional game yeah. date, if they met again in the college football playoff, <laughs> is the Egg Bowl in play? It's a good question. And I say <laughs> if you if you play, yeah, it's in play. I like it. You, one could win it in uh-huh. November and, and turn then if, right back if around. You lost in the playoffs. <laughs> we we get to take it home. Oh, that'd be great. There's a lot of places you can stencil in the sure, scores. Sure, on. they can find more space and and. But I don't think you want to kind of co-mingle it no, for football and basketball no, like the Bones. I don't think so. But I mean, you know, with they're calling it the the Barto Bowl or whatever they're calling it. Maybe get you know maybe we could start like a little trophy, the Barto Cup or something like that, and get something in basketball sure going. A tribute to a great man yeah. that Andy Kennedy loves mm-hmm. so much, like a dad for Andy Kennedy and and a dad great friend to a lot of us uh, here. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Hewlett and Dunn. They're on the historic square in Collierville. They've been there since 1961. Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens and now with his wife, Laura. What a team they are. They own the place, known for all the great boots, and we needed the boots the last few weeks. We need them for any season, for any occasion. They've got them for that. Clothing, accessories, and a cap for any team, for any season. Western wear, work boots, safety toe, soft toe, rubber boots, Boots for every occasion at Hewlett and Dunn. From head to toe, they have you covered with every brand imaginable. Dan Post, Anderson Bean, Ariat, whether for men or for women, you're taken care of there. Men's and women's clothing, jeans, pants, shirts, shorts. We'll be wearing those on these boats soon. Outerwear and the best duckhead collection you'll find anywhere. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville or go to HewlettDunn.com, but better, get by there and visit with them. Hats, sunglasses, Boot care products, every area team snapback cool hat you can think of, like from Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, the Tigers, the Razorbacks, Tiger fans headed to to Birmingham. Get you one of those hats for the road trip down to Birmingham. And for travel, get ready to travel the bag selection top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please stop by and visit and say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville. At Hewlett and Dunn. Don't know if they have this, but saw a nice person walk by at the boat show, and on the T-shirt it said, forgive me for everything I said while we were trying to dock the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great shirt. I hope they have those out here. I might have to give me one of those. No, there's some great things um, out here, not just the boats. I know we've highlighted the boats. It's, it's but... like I used to tell people, forgive me for everything I said or did to you in the 20th century. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, no, I mean, you definitely we're out here at the Agri Center for um, the Mid-South Sport and Boat Show. You need to get out here. They'll be out here all weekend long. It's not just the boats. They have beautiful boats and all types of boats, um, but they've also got a bunch of uh, accessories and stuff for your boat, um, for uh, your uh, fishing and all sorts of stuff like that. So get out here to the Agri Center. They'll be out here all weekend. But we're like for a break so let's go ahead and grab that when we come back we'll make our picks for our first national bank and trust friday football forecast you already know you can listen to sports 56 anywhere with the sports 56 app or at sports 56 whbq.com but you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on twitter facebook youtube and twitch Friday football forecast from First National Bank and Trust, a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Real estate isn't something you purchase or develop or desire. It's something you appreciate, respect, and know. With real estate, there's no gray area. You either know it or you don't. First National Bank and Trust, a proud division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. They've known it since their beginning in 1886. Clients depend on First National Bank because they know real estate. 
Brooks Winchester, Bill Samish, and many more can assist you in your acquisition of that hunting land, farmland, a construction project. Let First National Bank and Trust make your dreams a reality. 775 Ridge Lake Boulevard, Suite 140 in Memphis, 901-498-5763, or the office in Collierville, or online at fnbtmemphis.com. For commercial real estate, residential construction, or recreational and agriculture financing, let First National Bank and Trust help you. They're a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, where I have had an account, been a friend, and been a customer my entire life. And we thank First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas and First National Bank and Trust in West Tennessee so much for really all these years of being with us on Fridays at SEC Media Days, at the golf tournament, at other events through the years they've been with us. And I think people are seeing and feeling the difference now being made with their operation in West Tennessee forever in Eastern Arkansas, just the the the, the, the true rock of Eastern Arkansas. It have made people's lives and dreams come true, and now you're seeing it in West Tennessee. Customer confidence is the cornerstone of First National Bank and Trust, and the office is here and even going to grow even more in this calendar year of 2024. Brian, we're down to two games. We'll get Super Bowl 58 in two weeks from today, but only two picks left. Uh, 2.30 on CPS, the AFC Championship game. Baltimore's at home. They've been installed as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. We always add the half. We don't push, do we? <laughs> no, we do not. you got to have a winner and a loser, Brett. We don't bluff and we don't push, <laughs> oh, do we? No, we don't do either of those <laughs> Baltimore, things. Baltimore, two-and-two all-time in AFC championship games. Both times they've won, they went on to win the Super Bowl, undefeated mm-hmm. in Super Bowl play in 2012 season, January of 2013. They beat San Francisco. They beat San Francisco in the Superdome in New Orleans, Super Bowl 47. And in 2000, they beat the New York Giants. 17 and 12 all time in playoffs. 28 years in Baltimore. Quite a record and quite a tradition they've built in that short time. Kansas City, 22 and 21 all time in playoffs. Six straight AFC championship games. This is their seventh all time. The AFL doesn't count. That was a whole different league <laughs> back then. The definition of success under Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, next year, Patrick Mahomes will pass in on opening week. Lenny Dawson for all-time passing yards only trails him by 83. But they don't count in the playoffs. He'll do that week one next year. He is now the face of that franchise. Yeah. Kansas City leads the series all-time seven to five, seven four regular season. They lost to Baltimore 30 to seven in the only postseason game that these two have ever played in. That was after the 2010 season. That day it was Joe Flacco versus Matt Castle. It's not that Sunday. No, it is not. And Brett, but before I, I we uh, make picks, I'm curious. I was just thinking about this, and it might be something for me to keep track of next year. So don't let me forget about it because I do want to keep track of it. I'm curious because you pointed out we never we never push. We always you know add the add the hook. I'm curious how many games this season. Would have caught somebody caught us on the hook if we had just taken a four. You, there's no way you have. I'll handle. I'll give you all the bookwork and paperwork for the year, and you can figure it out. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I'm not figuring it out now. But I want to. I might next year try we'll to see. try to try to yes okay. try to uh, try to keep up with it myself. I'm certainly not going back I'll, the whole year. I'll let year. you score at home. Yeah, with that I'll one. score at home. No, I'm not, definitely not putting that on you. Of all the, <laughs> I mean, Brett, just looking at your pages of, of everything you have in there, you don't need anything else. You need to take some things off. I'm sure. Uh, but in this first one tomorrow, you know, looking at it, I think it's going to be such a back and forth game. And and you know, you look on one side, Baltimore with what they've done, what Lamar Jackson has done. John Harbaugh has already been to the Super Bowl once. He knows what it takes 
takes to get there. And I think he has a team um, that is capable of doing it. It looks like Mark Andrews is going to be able to play um, this weekend, which will be huge for them. But, Brett, the big but there. Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, and, and uh, it's hard to bet against him. It's hard to bet against Andy Reid. It's hard to bet against Travis Kelsey. I know you can talk about some of the receivers that have struggled at times this season, but that defense has been they, – they still got Frank Warner. They still have got a lot of those guys defensively um, that have been massive to the success of this uh, of this franchise. I don't know why I said Frank Warner. He's with the 49ers. But the, the Chiefs have so many players offensively and defensively have been in the same situation year in and year out. But I'm taking the Chiefs plus the four and a half. I'm not taking them straight up. They might win it straight up. Uh, but I still think that this game's going to be so close. We're talking about a field goal, um, I think, that, that this one comes down to one way or the other. Brian, you are right on everything you just uttered. Thank except you. Except for one thing. Frank Warner being, no. being on the Chiefs. Well, everybody makes a mistake. <laughs> the, the facts are there. You made a great case. Chiefs are winning straight up. Wow. You're right about the field goal. Wow. 20 to 17. Holy cow. So for just the straight up picks that we've done through the whole playoffs, I can write us both down for Kansas City. Johnny, what is your straight up pick in this game? Just straight up, no points. Uh, I got the Ravens. You've got Mm. Baltimore. Wow. And Johnny's only 10 and 0. And we don't have to play next year with us no, after this no, kind of start. No. The second game Sunday, it starts at, at, at 530 mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship game on Fox. San Francisco minus seven and a half over my Detroit Lions. San Francisco, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. San Francisco, 7-11 all-time in NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. Five and two all-time in Super Bowls. Here are the quarterbacks to lead San Francisco to championship games, to, to, to Super Bowls rather. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Colin Kaepernick, Jimmy Garoppolo. Can Brock Purdy join that Mm. list? 38-24 all-time in playoffs. 78 years as a franchise. How about for Detroit, though? 94 years as a franchise. 28 for Baltimore. 64 for Kansas City. Detroit, 9-13 all-time in the playoffs. Second NFC championship game ever. Got blasted by Washington. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, 5-3 and three in playoff games in his career. Seven touchdowns, two interceptions. All-time losing record, though, as a franchise. Here's their record in 94 years. Okay. 5-91, and 34. Wow. That's a lot of games, isn't it? Sure is. Detroit Lions getting 7.5. Give me the 7.5 for yeah. Funzies. Detroit wins the game Whoa. straight up, thirty-one seventeen. They make it look easy. Wow! Well, we just had a man that walked by and mid stride did not even stop, pointed over at us, and ju- all he said was, "Take Detroit and the points." We will. All right, I- I'm with. That's all I needed. Uh, I'm also going to take Detroit in this one. Such a big line, especially with us playing the seven and a half. I mean, now you um, didn't take Kansas City straight up though, did you? No, no, you no, took no, no, no. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, I just took the points. What about straight up on Detroit. I don't want to go straight up uh, with with Detroit either. Just riding the points. I'm just riding the points, Brad. I think that's the safest way to go in in both of these games. But it's such a big number. We saw the 49ers struggle uh, last week with with the Packers. I don't think struggles uh, the right word because I think the Packers played really really well in that game. But, but um, they did struggle. They did struggle, and they couldn't put them away. And so I think the Lions are a better team. The Lions are going to come in here and really, uh, you know, they know what's on the line. These, you know, this isn't college where you know they all, you know, some guys are from Detroit. Detroit and and have you know known what it is, but these guys have been around long enough. They know what this means to the city, and I believe they're going to give everything they got um, to have Detroit uh, get back to the uh, or get to the Super Bowl. So, so I'm going to take Detroit. We got group locks on the 
the point spread yeah. picks. Johnny, you're straight up picking San Francisco and Detroit. I got the San Francisco 49ers. I just believe okay. in what they about to do. Favorites I, I, for Johnny I, I, this week. A lot of, lot, of, lot of reason to do that. The group locks have not been kind. No, they have not. In, in the What's playoffs. new? They, they have not. That's our Friday football forecast brought to you every week by First National Bank and Trusted Division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Stable, secure, solid, reliable, and consistent through all these years. Whether For commercial real estate, agriculture, hunting, recreational real estate, contact them at fnbt.com or call 901-498-5763. Well, let's get to our final break of the day. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. <laughs> This is pretty cool, and we're just getting started, so. Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! This is for all the biggest press time. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye! It's obviously crunch time. Hammer! Nail! Coffin! This baby is over! The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, so good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, I learned a couple of things today. The first thing I learned, and we mentioned it in our last segment, but Mark Andrews has been activated um, from the IR with the Ravens, so he'll be able to play. I've seen some reports that says he looks like he is full strength, ready to go, and, and you knew, we, Brett, we've been talking about a lot of these players that have been dealing with injuries. Mark Andrews is certainly more severe because he had surgery, but a lot of these guys that are dealing with injuries right now, they'll find a way to play on Sunday, whether it's, it's uh, you you know, 100% or, or 60%. They're going to make sure that they're out there to help and, their and team. They, they would a lot during the regular season. But yeah. This is when they go to the trainer and go, Absolutely. I don't care what you're saying. Yes, I'm going to uh, be out there on that field. Now, one thing, that, that league-independent mm, neuro guy, yes. that still yeah. can, oh, yeah, yeah, can yeah, yeah. put you on the sideline. Absolutely. But for Mark Andrews, he was always the most consistent receiver mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. Lamar Jackson. For now sure. him. Him back, Hale and Hardy. What I learned, time is now for Lamar Jackson. Win, and he is in the club of greats. He's mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl. He will have played in a Super Bowl. That's a lot. Now, I know he wants to go past that. But lose and the criticism, it goes with it. It's the position. Regardless of who you are or how you play or who you play for, it goes with it. Phillip Rivers, Warren Moon, Carson Palmer, Dan Fouts, all great. 
but none of them ever made it to a Super Bowl. Mm, yeah, that's a really good point. What I could have done without Brett, I've been excited all day to bring this up. ESPN Plus uh, exclusive content. I hope they don't come after me for sharing their exclusive content that's behind a paywall. But today they put out a way too early 2024 MLB All-Stars AL and NL roster predictions. Take a guess. I thought we'd have more germane baseball news. <laughs> well, take a guess how many Cardinals are on the NL roster. Just in the roster or starting? This is just starters. Uh, no, this is uh, starter and backup. I'm going to say four. Well, you would be wrong. There Three. Are, you would also be wrong. Uh-oh. I'm going the right direction? You are going in the right direction. One. There is one player oh, no, from no. what I saw on the roster, and I you will never guess who it is. Tommy Edmond. <laughs> Lars Newbar listed as an outfielder, a backup in the outfield. Right, I'm looking at your laptop now. You're at the Onion. You're not in the <laughs> I don't know where I'm at, but this can't be right. I mean, all the players, I know this is a young team. Oh, right. What's but... that sign? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but no, no, no. only but one player. You... Would... Yes, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. But only one player on here, and it's Lars Newtbar. I mean, maybe when we come down to pitchers, maybe I'm missing one, but I don't think so. That would be uh You know, I'm going to try the rough. unthinkable. Oh, no. All-Star game. You know where it is this year? Oh, right? it's in it's in, da- it's in Arlington. Arlington yeah. on the Tuesday of SEC That's right. Media Day. Yeah. Oh, Brett. Can I get out of there at 5.57.50 and ooh, get to... Ooh. Out to Jerry's world to the ballpark to blow blind. Now, Brett, here's the thing. I know you have a ton of connections. You're going to have to work your connections to, to pull that off. Nah, there's just there's no way. I think I need a state trooper. You're going to need something. Texas Ranger and not a baseball player. <laughs> no, not a not, not – Nothing a, on a good day getting from downtown Dallas yeah. out to Globe Life yeah. would easily be 40 minutes. I mean, but if you can pull it off, that would be unbelievable. I've never been to an all-star game. I have didn't you go not? to St. Louis. Wow. No, it was a big, big – Foul up on Yikes. wires crossed. Person had had me a good ticket. Call and said, "Where are you? I got your ticket. I'm at like it, you know, Hilton at the ballpark." Oh, I no. go, I, I, I'm in, I'm in Memphis. Oh no, I couldn't get there. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hop on my private jet yeah. and get there. And he he thought we had Jeez. coordinated. Wow, that's rough. What you could have done without? I could do without uh the, any, any final four talk. Oh man, what I Brad. want is beat UAB talk. Yeah, yeah, Brett. I'll be honest. I mean. Hearing Penny Hardaway bring it up again yesterday that, hey, we can still get to the Final Four. Now, you know, and Jason Munns, I think, said this. Made a great case that they should be thinking. Yes, yes. And, and, and Brad, I think and Jason Munns, I thought, brought up a good point of he also said, you know, be a top five defense in the country. I, st- I don't think that's realistic without what I've seen this defense, but it's more realistic right now saying we can turn things around defensively. I just want to beat UAB, so I want to beat UAB. Let's go Stop the final one, four two, and three talk. for me right now. Let's just win the, the next game in front of us, and let's keep that mindset until and, and then beat Rice. Get, yes. And, and just chop a little wood mm-hmm. game to game, kind of that pro mindset. Yes, yes. That's how you've got to approach it. Where are you beaming? San Francisco with number 20. I talked about number 20 for the – Lions, I'm going to get me a number 20, Billy mm. Sims jersey, for my Lions, and I'm going to wear it like to uh, Levi's Stadium. Seven-half-point underdog, money line plus 290. Uh, not many expecting Detroit to win. 
Brian Branch on defense, the rookie yeah. from Alabama, he's got to come up big. And he's played really well this season, too. Um, beam me, Brett, you're going to love this one. Beam me to Aspen, Colorado. for the. I see your fa- face right now, Brett, for the start of the X Games. But you weren't cold enough last week. I wasn't cold enough. enough. Well, well you know, I don't know. I don't could know, I get we'll see another flake could I get, in my life? Brett, can I get one of those, like, do they have, like, the Taylor Swift booths that she was in all week? She looked warm up there. I mean, do they I'm have those in Aspen, Colorado? <laughs> I need something like that in Aspen, but the X Games starting tonight. I'm, I, I'll be honest, Brett. One of my friends texted me and said, "Please beam to the X Games." I said, "Sure, why not? I'll beam to the X Games." I, w- I once told a friend of mine. I said, "I'm never paying money to go on these ski trips and be cold." He said, "Oh, it's not cold." I said, "It's at least 32 <laughs> degrees, or there's not snow." It is. It is not what I. Yes, I would way rather. And we've had this conversation before because I know you're kind of like me, Brett. I would way rather it be. 120 degrees, oh, and I'm that. sweating my tail off, right. then it'd be, heck, 40 degrees, 50 degrees. I, I mean, I can sleep hot. I yeah. cannot sleep cold. No. And my, last week, a couple, a couple nights, my heat wasn't catching oh, up. Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. I mean, that was a lot of people. We'll but, watch a lot this weekend. Yeah. Tigers on Sunday afternoon in the middle of all the basketball. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies on Sunday. I'm heading to FedEx Forum when we get through out here at the boat show. Boat show all weekend. Yeah. You can come out here and see it all weekend. Uh, great top 25 matchups and game day at Fayetteville. That yep. will be awkward at best <laughs> and, and maybe fun. If you can beat Duke, you can beat Kentucky. Sure, absolutely. It's going to be a fun weekend all around. College basketball, NFL, NBA, a lot going on. Make sure you get out here uh, to the Agri Center for the Mid-South Sport and Boat Show. But that's all the time we have today. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you again Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock.